Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, at Beerfield Hop, joined by at Ryan Miner underscore FB, Ryan Miner, at Beerfield Thurry, Dandelion Thurry. That's what Dan's short for. It's not actually Dandelion. It's Dandelion. Oh, Dandelion. Yeah. Dandelion. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. How'd you know? Well, I mean, I'm Daniel. I'm just never out of it here. I've always known. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to get you ready for the combine. Combine's going on right now. So episode 475 of the Beerfield podcast uh, as we kick off draft season. So um, our favorite time of year for the most part is NFL draft season. So uh, getting that underway. Uh, this is not intended to be a deep dive on players. There will be some questions about guys that you're watching or have an eye on. There'll be plenty of time to deep dive the players between the end of the combine and the NFL draft over that two month span. And we will definitely do that. Uh, this is going to be more of a, you know, there's a lot of news, a lot of things that come out during the combine, what does matter, what doesn't matter, what you should and shouldn't be paying attention to. And then more of an overall, you know, how do we feel about the position groups? What are we watching for in the position groups, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Dan, I know you've been doing some work and Ryan, you've been doing some work for a while. Uh, I just looked at prospect lists for the first time tonight. So I got some first impressions, but you know, I'm, Curious to get that conversation going, but before we do that, uh, Ryan has an IPA. Dan and I have something. Let's find out what that is. I do not have beer tonight. I said something. <laughs> I know. What's fueling beer fueled? You don't have beer, and I have a beer style that I think in 475 episodes we have not had on. Oh, shit. Let me guess. Wait, really? Yeah. Fairly certain in 475 episodes we have not had this style. Is it an icebox? Barely no, certain is what you meant to say. Uh, no, I've actually had an icebox. I thought we've had one. Okay. I thought so. Yeah, I've had an icebox on the show. Is it a smoke porter? I don't think we've had. No, no. I think you have recently done smoke. We've had smoke lager. We haven't had. We haven't not had a lot and, of smoke. And, well, it's because people don't make a lot of smoke beers. They don't. Consumers are dumb and don't really like them. All right. Well, I'll hold that, Smith. Ryan, why don't you to go? Why don't you go first? Since the two of us just teased. All right. So the IPAN A I am not drinking. Nice. Is a Bell's beer actually? I love. It's Bell's. called Bell's. No Yeah. It's an easy drinking golden ale because I did not nice. have time. My daughter, my daughter just wrapped up her basketball season, so by the time I got home, showered, I just I just hopped on. I love bells. Yes, this is definitely a, a nice one. Yeah, very excited to share it. Dan, was that seltzer or an RTD? This is an RTD, and this is exciting because we're all old enough to truly fucking enjoy, or, 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 or at least collectively laugh at it. This is gin and juice. <laughs> from yes from dre and snoop themselves made a uh a gin and juice flavored mocktail with gin real fruit they have so the flavor is so i bought a variety pack so i'm at our local Benny's here in town our local big box liquor store for those of us who or for those of you who aren't aware what Benny's is and uh i'm going there to talk to the beer rep for work stuff and i noticed I noticed that there's a gin and juice, uh, a gin inspired mocktails uh, with uh, four different flavors variety pack. So I naturally had to get it. But yeah, I'm drinking passion fruit tonight. 
Nice. Uh, they have apricot, melon, and citrus. I've had apricot and melon. Apricot's been my favorite so far. I haven't had citrus yet, but laid back. Yeah, mine. I'm my money. I'm my money. I'm my mind. I I it was just like I have to get it. Like the fact that they have. How could you not? Rental advisory on there just fucking makes it for me. I don't know why. It's just no, that's that's the. Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it is. All right, it's good. It's and it's only five point nine percent, so it's not one of those super boozy, like you know, uh, cut waters or shit like that. That are yeah. you know twelve and a half to fourteen percent. Yeah. So I was over in Missouri yesterday, so I have uh, uh, had access to different things than what I normally have access to, including Crooked State, which is a brewery out of Denver, Colorado. Um, and they have a Keller Pilsner. So I got a Keller beer and I'm pretty sure that we, I ooh. wasn't a Keller Pils, though, because Keller beers are dependent on the base style. I am pretty sure Anvil's a Keller clown is, but I will, you know, let me, let me double you talk. You talked about it. I will look. <laughs> I don't even know if they have a website. That's right. They do. Uh, so Keller clown is a German lager. Okay. Um, with Hallertown Middle Frost. So this is Middle Frost. So this is a Pilsner. Okay. Um, so um, and those are probably the only two Keller beers that we've had on not a very common style. Um, Keller beers are essentially their base style, but hazy. They're unfiltered. So a little bit more yeast content, um, a little bit more body to them, a little bit more flavor, allegedly. Um, this is called Va- Von Pilsner, uh, again from Crooked's Dave out of Denver, Colorado. So um, I'm a sucker for beers that come from Europe or styles that come from Europe and this one's a German so that makes me happy all right let's get into this news Uh, more specifically, Keller Clown is a Hellas lager so that is yes. that, that is the common um, that is the most common version of Keller Bear. Yeah, is the Hellas Lager. All right, starting it off, Zach Wilson been given permission to seek a trade. Um, probably still worth low round pick value for a team that's in need of a backup. Uh, you know, we know that there's a lot of teams that are quarterback needy. Maybe get a chance to compete out of camp and push a mid tier rookie or, you know, another veteran, but. I think he gets so Sam Darnold second round pick, which we know that Wilson's not going to get, but very similar time frame right before the team had to decide to pick up his fifth year. Yeah. That's kind of maybe the framework to look at. Except I don't think Zach Wilson's getting a second round pick because I don't think any team's dumb enough to do what the Panthers said a few years ago to that. So it'll be a day three pick for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. At best. At best. Um, I typed MJF with the wrestler. Chiefs have released MVS. <laughs> uh, so Valdez Scantling was owed a lot of money. It's that time of year where there's cap casualties coming, so he's a free agent. Cincinnati tender Jake Browning, who'll be back with the Bengals next year to back up Joe Burrow on a vet minimum deal. So no-brainer for them with as well as he played down the stretch to bring him back for insurance on the cheap. Falcons are releasing tight end Johnny Smith. This is good news for Kyle Pitts managers. Um, because Smith was a, I like Johnny Smith, but he was a nuisance nuisance to Pitts' productivity. I'm just glad that we're finally at a point where where Kyle Pitts is cheap, draftable. 
He's like, yes, yes. Draftable. <laughs> the rise of tight ends last year have now made Kyle picks. Draftable. It's draftable because yeah. he's going to be like seventh, eighth round pick. And I'm like, I'm going to gobble that shit up all day. I'm actually yeah. intrigued with him now. Like, I'm actually even like willing to go for him in Dynasty. You should. Because... He's cheap. Exactly. And and because, you know, not shocking anybody, it, it, it takes a long time for a lot of, you know, college, yeah. you know, prospects to learn how to play tight end. Yep. And I got a lot of shit, in, too, in when NFL. he came out. Like, I was like, I was so down on him. Like, I am not taking him that early. Well, just no, wait until no, no. the Brock Bowers discourse, buddy. It's going to be. Man, there's people that are like, I, I promise you, if he goes to the Chargers at five, you're going to see Kyle Pitts corollary in terms of people talking themselves into taking them over. Which what we learned from Dalton Kincaid last year is don't do that. Well, this is even more so the yeah. fact that he's going to go, you know, pick five overall. Like, I don't think Bowers makes it out of the top six. So, well, then they'll see yeah. like Jim Harbaugh and they're like, oh my God, yeah, oh, look, yeah, look, look, Michigan's just, tight ends, you know. Yeah. Loveland right yeah. now. If JJ McCarthy was there one more year, we could have the next Gronkowski coming out. <laughs> Jake Butt, you know, players Jake, like that. Jake fucking Butt. Jake Butt. Yes. Oh my God. Trey from Magali. Trey from Magali. Mr. Nine Fingers. Yeah. Uh, Falcons. Uh, we already talked about that. Salary cap number this year. Uh, this broke right after we recorded $255 million. So it was projected on the show last week. Not on the show. We relayed that it was projected around two hundred and forty-two million. It actually came in thirteen million higher. Um, this is huge for a lot of teams that it jumped that much. So yeah, especially the uh, New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it's I big mean, for everyone. It's just they're push still big contracts higher. Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not as far underwater, but they're still like quite a bit underwater. They're, they're like seventy-eight million underneath still. They're, still. There's, they're 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 fucked. Until all those dead contracts and start to fall off, they'll just keep the dead contracts down even further. I know. <laughs> the bills are in. Oofta. We'll see. We'll see. How, we'll see how, how a lot of these teams so the Saints start to navigate. So the Saints actually do not have the worst cap situation right now. Uh, they are only 29th in the league for cap. The Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Bills have worse cap situations hmm. than, than the Saints do now. So there you go. Good for them. Yay. And then it doesn't change anything about your top. So anyway, moving on. Uh, last bit of news. The Vikings have released Alexander Madison, um, which means there's a lead back spot open. Any I, 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 like I said in our group chat, I don't think they have a one or a two on. I, I don't mind Ty Chandler. I think he's fine. He's probably a two, but gonna be nice. yeah, he's, not, he's not something that you're going to build this thing around. They, It's him. It's when Nick and I talked about this, I totally forgot about Cam Akers, but you know, who knows what he's going to be like after two Achilles injuries. The lottery ticket. Um, they're signing a veteran or drafting somebody or both. I, th- I think they're going to do There's going to be an opportunity here. And there's oh, going to be, you know, this is a draft class that's going to have a lot of running backs that are going to go early day three. You'll see some yeah. guys go into round, you know, round three. But this is a, this isn't a top heavy class. But there's, there's we'll still a lot it. of, uh, there's still a lot of pieces that they could approach, and we'll talk about that when we get into running backs in April. Yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit about it now too when we overdue class impressions, <laughs> and we'll just jump to that right now because that doesn't require a lot more discussion because. 
there's going to be a lot of situations like that and just know that the Vikings are going to have an option so be ready to pounce on something Combine Breakdown All right, um, we'll start it off. So, I mean, kind of want to go position by position. Just talk overall impressions of the class, what we're watching for, what we're not watching for, and then what does and doesn't matter. We'll start with quarterbacks because that's going to be quick. Caleb Williams isn't throwing. Jaden Daniels isn't throwing. I don't know about Drake May. Um, He's not. Yeah. The only thing you're watching for quarterbacks is essentially you're watching news reports. It does not really matter how a quarterback tests athletically to most degrees. It doesn't, most of them are not going to throw. There is almost nothing that comes out of the combine that is going to change your consensus on a quarterback from any type of testing metric or anything like that. If you start to see multiple reports of there being problems with somebody interpreting things, and I mean multiple. Because there will be games when shit through the media by teams who try to drive down draft capital on guys and and do that sort of thing. So collaborate. That's kind of what you're looking for there, in my opinion. There really isn't anything to truly stand on for quarterbacks. Yeah. You've learned. Um, we'll get hand size, which I think a lot, a lot of people love the mock. We're gonna get what sort of wonderlick style tests bullshit. Uh, We'll get commentary on how they throw during the gauntlet drill and then how they do in their own personal. If they throw it all. If they throw it all. It, it's, again, as Hopper mentioned, Caleb, no. Uh, Daniels, no. May is, from what I understand, is no. So it's going to be McCarthy. McCarthy, uh, Penix, and uh, and Nick's are the big three to look at. And then Spencer Rattler, I guess, if that's your flavor. But, um it's a lackluster not having any of those three throwing outside of McCarthy. Like it's just, but yeah. that's like the combine it, like in itself is becoming, becoming not really a mattered. Like, I love Spencer Rattler though. He's one of the quarterback I like to look at just because he's got this dude, range of outcomes is so fucking wild. Well, this time a couple of years it's ago, so we're looking at him as the number one overall pick for this draft. It dude, like, so the problem with Rattler is like he was the first big, like he was the first high school quarterback right after Mahomes' big breakout at 18. Yeah. And Rattler, like like he was on a Netflix series. He was on sort of like, you know, like uh you know, like a QB camp type of show or whatever for these high school guys, these high school recruits. And his whole thing was he had a bad rap and he just he just had a bad attitude and just like he he was you know, yeah. full of himself, and he got fucking humbled. And then, you know, speed that up to where he is now. You know, I follow a lot of guys on Twitter that talk about, you know, they go to that senior bowl, and they talked highly of him. He's, he's Yeah, very, he, he flipped he, his career because he hit bottom. Well, that and he went to the wrong – I'm told he also went to the wrong team, and South Carolina doesn't really, you know, fit what he does. But yeah, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see what – Yeah, I'll be interested to see how he does during his interviews because that's the big thing is what, you know, A – Medicals and guys that need medicals and then be how you know how well do they interview? Yeah, and occasionally measurements. You got a couple guys, Rattler and, and, sure. and Williams that are both six, yeah, you know, I want to see how six one. So 
Yeah, I want to see how small Jaden Daniels actually is because six yeah. three one eighty six is uh he's 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 fringing on Bryce Young, but at least he's got five inches Bryce Young. So right, you want to see what he <laughs> really what Daniels. You want to see what he weighs more so than anything else. You want to see which yeah yeah. But I mean, those are fringe things that, that you're looking at. Daniels being a mobile quarterback, you know, you don't want him being sub two hundred pounds, right? With yeah, you know, you might have Williams come in at or Rattler come in at six foot instead of six one, which is not that big of a deal. You're not talking no. like Kyler Murray or anything where people think that's been exaggerated. Um overall impressions on the quarterback class, like most years, it's usually three guys near the top and another two that are maybes and then good luck. Seems like that's been the formula every year. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I think we'll have a little more excitement after Caleb goes to see how the next three line up. And, you know, Penix is going to be well, obviously, he'll get some, He you know, guy that got first round buzz and then just, you know, falls out of the, you know, falls out of the first round as you should. Yep. So that's all I got really for for quarterbacks. Anything else you want to talk about there? Again, not really deep diving players yet. Uh, We'll do that here post combine you can i guess wait like i guess if you really care just wait to see how players do throw like if guy if a guy comes out and just has a piss poor showing it'll be all over it'll be all over social media that that's the one thing that could kind of deter him or if there's a lot of reports on bad on bad interviews like a liar yep that's that's about it yeah it will be um all right running backs are a little bit more interesting so um dan you kind of you kind of alluded this my first impression looking at this class is there are guys that have size there are a lot of one-year production guys um but there's no guy that's just strung together multiple years of straight bell cow like high-end work or anything like that so i think what we're looking for here on the overall metric is we're looking for people to separate themselves for running back Yep. Um, and this is not unlike what well, was it a couple years back where you know we were a little muddled up, and then when we got to the combine, it just they blew. Two thousand nineteen. That's that's literally this is like a shittier two thousand nineteen. There's there's not a Fritz Trump pick. There's not going to be a Josh Jacobs. I I don't know if there's going to be a Mouse Sanders. You oh. know, a guy that that tests well but only had one year of production. That would have been Jonathan Brooks. And he yeah. tore his ACL. Yeah, he was easily the like number one back in this class. And looking at it now, like I see seven to eight running backs who could flip flop so fast because you know yeah. number eight could be number one and number two could be number seven. It's just it's depending not, on how they test. It's neck and neck right now. There's no one that stands you, out. Landing spots about to just like as soon as somebody falls into what they would be considered the nuts landing spot. Yeah. This draft class, like just wait. We got to know landing spots. We got to know draft capital. Obviously, yep. testing is important, but it, 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 it's, it's a total it's, picture. It, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a shit show. Oh, it one is. thing I, you have in this. Cl- yeah. The one thing you have in this class that I saw here that I didn't see last year or really even the year before is that even going 10 or 11 deep, you've actually got guys that have prototypical size. Unlike last year where it seemed like everybody was freaking undersized. <laughs> um, you got guys that are, you know, encroaching on two, you know, two fifteen to two thirty, and 
you know, that are more built for that. So I think we're looking for somebody to to really separate themselves. Um, let's see. At least we have a Braylon Allen. At least we have a Braylon Allen type of back in this one. A yeah, back Braylon Allen's the youngest two. one. I know him. Yeah, he's going to be 20 years old around the time the season starts. Yeah. But then yeah. you go as far as like Dylan Lobb from like New Hampshire, you know, yeah. and it's just like excellent running and, and like good enough running backs. That's how it is. Like they're basically it, it is and change of pace type of plays. And it's going to be pick your guy because there's probably not going to be a consensus on a lot of this. Um, again, you're really you're looking for a breakout. You're looking for somebody that's going to separate themselves and for running backs. Um, you know, 40 time doesn't matter so much is some of your explosion drills and doesn't, you know, we've seen a lot of that long speed doesn't matter so much as some of your explosion and your agility drills. Um, it's not all 40 time with these guys that actually matters relatively little for running backs. Um, because <clears throat> you know, unless they have extreme, which is not going to show up the combine, unless they have extreme like breakaway run ability, you're never going to really most of the time they're not, hitting or utilizing that long speed it's short bursty stuff you're looking at for them um but there will be a couple guys that blow away the combine metrics and that's probably where you're going to get your separation on this running back class it has the potential to be uh it's potentially really bad it has the potential to be decently deep depending on landing spots but without superstars i think it'll be decent like where people could say like at best rb2s for fantasy but like, like one running back, I think who's going to do really well, and he's going to jump, and people will be like, "Oh my god, you know, he's going to move up our boards." It's going to be uh, Clemson's own Will Shipley. Fuck oh, yeah, let's go! Just I because like, I like Will Shipley, I like no, I like Will Shipley too. But like, I keep seeing the stupid comparison of him and CMC that is not comparable at all. That is a horrible comparison. The best comparison I say is he's like a Danny Woodhead type version. Yeah, I was going to say you know? he he is. Yep. Slightly undersized, but he's got a he he he's had a good pass catching profile. He was a you know Debbie Darling because he broke out pretty early in his career. Showed up, you know, showed out a few. And it's just because of Clemson not obviously being great as well. He just kind of like he's gonna get pigeonholed, but I think he'll have a role. It's it's gonna be guys like that. It's not gonna be there. There are no bell cows. No, right? and the NFL has told us that they don't really want bell cows anyways. Right, and if so, there is, they're going to be drafted super high, like we saw last year. So you know, with Bijan, yeah. I won't be. I won't be surprised when you hear a running, our first running back to the round three. To be I honest with either. you guys, I, I think either. I'm thinking like I. I think we're going to get back in 2015 with Eddie Lacy, Gio Bernard. We're going to get late second. I think some some teams will, you know, will convince themselves on, uh, like if Braylon Allen, if Braylon Allen tests well, we may see. Like he may rise up people's boards just because if he if he goes out and has a really good size adjusted speed score and and obviously shows a lot of burst and then you know agile and you know he caught a decent amount of passes. Yeah. Um. Right, we're moving through this. This is going to be a quick episode, which is good because I'm all congested. And it kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> wide receivers, so. Uh, real quick, neighbors and Harrison are not testing, um, for sure. And my first impression, looking up and down again, the first dozen or so guys, 
is that there's a good amount of size in this class, unlike the unlike I think two of the last three years where they've been mostly slot receivers. Especially last year. Oh my god. Yeah. I where, like there was hardly anybody over six feet last year. And you know, hardly there was a lot of slot receiver guys. Um, but the production in this class is very, very top heavy. Um, there are some guys that have put together solid four year careers. Um, there are again some one year guys, but you know, it's your to me, I don't know what anyone's saying about anything, but to me at first glance, it looks like this is going to be a pretty top heavy wide receiver class. There's 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 a style of wide receiver for everyone. You're big outside, you're small, shifty, you're big slot, you're flankers, you're true alphas. Like there, there are. This is a a NFL draft haven for wide receivers of all levels, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's there's going to be a lot of production from a lot of players that come out of this class that we talk about in five years. Like it, it's you know you know from obviously guys like Neighbors and Harrison and Roma Duze to you know to guys like Brian Thomas who's six four and lanky to to guys like Troy, you know Troy Franklin and and. Jalen Polk. Jalen Polk. The list goes on. Yeah. Um, God, the guy from Western Kentucky, Ricky, Corley, who's built oh, like Debo look, and look has at, this. Oh, yeah. It, there's just, there's a lot. You know, Xavier Worthy, like guys who broke out as freshmen in college now, or it's just, yeah, this is going to be all over I, the place. To be good, yeah. this is a really good draft class for Robert. It's a, it's a lovely draft class because, like, I do as, <laughs> as you guys know, it's I do a lovely draft class. Yes, as I do many like rookie mock drafts for over at Face Off Sports, it is so wide receiver heavy. No matter which round you look in, it's just wide receiver deep, and it just it fluctuates because you know, in the first round alone, like I just came out with one QB article, nine wide receivers have been selected in the first round. Nine, I, yeah, I'm honestly shocked it's not eleven. And then you well, know Bowers as your lone as your lone tight end. I guess well, Bowers and two and two quarterbacks. There's not there was not one running back draft in the first round. Stupid. Maybe Daniels. At least he gives you high upside with rushing. Yeah, he gives you the Konami. But I mean, like even like round two, round three, round four. I mean, like the wide receiver class is just. I just look at it. I'm like, man, this is crazy deep. Just because you fall in love with these players too. You know, you see like how they play, but then you look at their level of talent they're up against. And it's like, you know, how are they going to handle it at the next level? Like, you look at Jamari Thrash, you know, he looks great, but, you know, he was at Georgia State. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a really fun class. Like, to see that, like to see where, like, you know, like Polk goals and Polk, you know, with Washington, Washington got outshadowed by neighbors. You got a guy like uh, Landon McConkey from Georgia who got outshined yeah. by Bowers, but... Every fucking person on X loves him. Look at Jacob like Cowling. He's a prototypical out of white receivers. Who? <laughs> Jacob Cowling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah these receivers, like you're gonna see receivers jump up and down. Yeah. And especially after the NFL draft, you're gonna see a lot of names that you never thought of or even heard of because there's so many of them. Yeah. Well, and I mean, as we said, right? Some of those names you threw out there, McConkey. Um. Production profile is very thin for him, for lack of a better term. Six yep. foot one eighty five, super super thin production profile though. Um, Jalen Polk, really one year product, really. I mean, he's a sophomore, but he's one of my favorites to be honest with you. 
He's a fourth hey, I'll year. I'll take his sophomore productions that could sign yeah. him. Too. But, yeah. He's a, oh, yeah. Yeah. but he's a fourth year sophomore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, don't get me wrong. We also do have our uh uh our our uh fifth year big bodies uh yeah uh, senior so that, that's gonna so that's the thing, you know, right? Break he, testing, maybe. That's the thing. You're a sophomore and you're like, that's awesome. Like, nah, it's a fourth year sophomore. Like <laughs> should be a senior that's got one year of productivity. Granted, it's good productivity. Um, I get yeah, and we've seen that hit. But just saying, yeah, that's kind of what you get here once you get below neighbors and and Harrison for the most part is you're picking between your guys that were really really good for a year or two. Worthy, I actually like because even though he only had one thousand yard year, everything else was like really close and he's playing for he had a dominant freshman season yeah. uh, he really he's a track star track, he is track speed yeah six one one sixty. so again interested how he weighs out and what he actually measures and everything could be a speedy slot guy we'll see if he gets in the outside of you you guys are i mean he yeah could be a defenses spe- are fucked could be a speedy outside guy too right i mean yeah. we've seen that with with guys he doesn't you don't Jameson Williams. They're trying plus. to do it. You make that work. So he's, yeah, he's going to be a properly priced. Yeah. Jamison Williams. Jamison yes. should have never been a first round pick. I don't care what anyone says. Worthy will be a, a cost efficient Jamison Williams. I like that comparison. All right. And tight ends. We've talked about Bowers a lot. Um, the name of the game for tight ends, though, when it's the combine is really athleticism. You're looking at their overall athletic profile. Athletic tight ends do well for fantasy football for the most part. Or they're good lottery tickets until they bust. But, you know, that was the calling card of this last year's class that was really, really good. Is after the combine, we looked at it and said, holy shit, there's seven guys here that tested just insanely well athletically. Yeah, we got number one wrong. Number one was actually number three, and he finished as the number one tight end overall. And that was who is it, guys? Who is it? Sam Laporta. Oh, I didn't know what you're. I was zoned yeah. out. I knew Sorry. exactly what he was going for. I wasn't going to. Yeah, him. I was like, you weren't. You weren't going to give it to him. No, and now, and now, Sam Laporta is being overdrafted and in in in, 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 everywhere. Yes, that's how it works, like, right? And now oh, we're gonna yeah. get and and because of last year and because of Laporta and because of Kincaid and even guys like Kraft and and Musgrave, it's gonna be Bowers is gonna be overdrafted and redraft. Oh, because Bowers is comparable to Kyle Pitts, but better because he's gonna be at a better offense, better coach. You know, I th- there's gonna be so many things. That, I mean, like this kid did a lot right off the bat, but I heard today he's more. Honestly, he's more comparable to George Kittle because Bowers is better in line yeah. where Pitts okay, is but... like slot out wide. Bowers is his best out of the inline. But all right, comparing him to George Kittle, look where we were drafting George Kittle when he was drafted. He was drafted in the fifth round of the yeah. NFL draft. Yeah, and we were getting George Kittle in fourth round or as a free agent in our rookie. He's draft George because... Kittle if George Kittle produced and was yeah. the team's number one. So, so now, <laughs> so now we're now they, we're reaching. They, yeah. But, I I yeah he will be uh it's gonna suck because I'm not gonna have a lot of Brock Bowers in rookie leagues because he's gonna go before no I probably take a tight end probably he's won't going either, top five 
top six. Top five, worst. top six, right? Yeah, you'll go top five, top six in, in all super. Unless I'm like somehow in a situation where I'm middle of the draft and that's the one position I need. That's probably the only way. Well, we all need tight ends, no matter how you look at it. Everybody needs I also tight ends. I also just don't draft position in need in, in May in my rookie drafts. I'll I'll yeah, trade for. I'll try to get a McBride or like a Goddard. Obviously, Bowers could be fucking great, or he can be like every other first round tight end that we've seen over the last twenty years and and be overdrafted, overhyped, and he well, lands in just the wrong team and it just doesn't work for three years. I take a little bit more risk there because I get tired of chasing one year productive tight end. He's gonna have to make a trade for him every year. That's yeah, right. I know, I know, I know. I'll try to get a cheap uh, trade McBride. Yeah, good luck. Or Dalton Kincaid, who's getting, or like even. Yeah, go get Pitts. Know. What have you done for me lately? I say Pitts. Pitts is, I, like, I go get Pitts. He's a buy. He's so much. Yeah. But like he's become too popular of a buy where like everyone talks about him as a buy. Once you become like, too popular of a buy, you're not a buy anymore. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> go by Cole Komet. Here you go. Go by Dallas Goddard. Why? Go by Schultz. Because they're all the same. They're all, you know, 10 points Dallas per game guys. They're all, they're all... like tight end 16 at best. I really could just go. What is the difference between tight end 16 and tight end five? Nothing. The same thing as a Dawson Honestly, right now, what is the difference 11. between tight end one and, and tight end 15? Like three points per game? 14. This year it was. What's that, Hopper? 14. Of what? Oh, there's a difference. <laughs> you fucker. I was like, kept catching on to Chris. It's like that. a basic math is real. Big math guy. Big, huge math guy here. Great with right, math. So, okay. so off of, uh, moving off of, uh, Bowers. Brock Bowers. Looking at Jatavian. Is it yeah, Jatavian Sanders out of Texas, yeah. tight end out of Texas. This is the next best one. And I love him as a, as a freaking split end wide receiver. Type of play, freaking play is big, great hands, can move down the field, but you know, can't exactly break away. It doesn't have that breakaway speed, but to me, he's the tight end two right now of this class. And then it falls off fast. Does it? In my mind, yes. Yeah, I don't. I haven't done a lot of work. I just have my data entered in as much as I can get right now. Like I've a lot done. of people are falling in love with Kate Stover. Which is the tight end out of Ohio State, but he's undersized. He kind of sucks, and he can't block for shit, can't catch for shit. And I think he only had like thirty-five receptions for his career, or actually, I think thirty-five receptions just last season. I feel like blocking and catching are two very important things for a tight end. They are. That's why it takes them so long to break out, right? Because you have to actually. Well, who's the tight end right now in Minnesota? Edge. Hawkinson, is Oliver, Oliver, is one Hawk and Oliver block- right now. Yeah, and Oliver is the blocking tight end. Too. Yeah, and one's probably more contract. of a pass catcher. Yeah, it's just right. a you know three year deal, and he was okay. See, which is funny because Oliver out of college actually like was a good receiver on tape too, and then he's just never been used that way. I think he could have been fine. It's just they like much more. And then yeah. if you don't have Hawk, there's no real re- like there's no real reason to use your, you know, their backups just aren't really much better than you know than your KJ Osborns and your Jalen Naylors of the world, right? Just saying something because that's pretty oof. Well, and Zach Wilson, your starting quarterback in League One. 
<laughs> yeah, because we're waiting for McCarthy to. We're we're gonna wait our, our one year on McCarthy. But one tight end to keep an eye on you guys need to keep an eye on as I think is uh the tight end out of Penn State and that's Theo Johnson. Hey man, any Penn State's tight end we're I'll yeah. keep my eye on. Well, he even had he had a good senior bowl too, and he actually looked good throughout the season also. So for them to have that, I think he's gonna be one that I think he I could see him as the tight end three drafted in the NFL. I don't know about fantasy wise, but for sure NFL wise. Big. I mean, it's all gonna depend on how they test though. I mean athleticism's king for tight ends. Athleticism cannot like stress a 20% that percent target share, some sort like yeah. There's there's it's it's also just very tough to guess. Just it, because it's the hardest position to, to transition to. Yeah, like yeah, for yeah. going from college to pro, like this is the hardest position to transition. So if you draft it, just don't give up on it after year one. You got to be patient with it. These players now, like that, we're down to. Once you get past Sanders, I'd say these guys are taxi squad stashes. Mm. Old at, best. at best. Indeed. All right. Beer review. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those things. Beer review. All right, I'll start because I got like one sip left. Um, so I was drinking a killer pilsner. Uh, it's bready, little bit of like crackery, like white bread to it. Um, noble German hops, so. Um, a little bit earthy, a little bit of spice, kind of drying. Um, color-wise, again, that's where the killer part comes in. It's kind of a clarity thing. Um, there's like a chill haze to it, but it's not like heavily hazy or anything like that. Uh, really refreshing. The bitterness level, like on most pilsners, makes you want to come back for for more. Just a, a subtle amount of malt character to support it. So, yeah, really good drink. like it i Ryan. had bell's no yeah which is a easy drinking golden ale and for sure it is easy drinking it comes in at four and a half percent and it's a lighter craft beer like too so with that it definitely is crisp and dry but it has a nice slightly sweet flavor to it it balances not really bitter it's almost comparable to like a low-end lager in a way if that makes any sense like an ale that's Lager aspect to it. I don't know. I didn't get the ale side of it. I got more of like a like a like a mild yingling out of it in a way. So what do you consider? I'm just curious. What do you consider the ale side? The ale side? Yeah. What to you is a is a characteristic of an ale that you might be looking for there? Hmm. Usually, I like more from like sweetness. Okay, it's like a little bit more maltiness to it. Yeah, not quite as crisp. Sure. Yeah. Yep, I can buy that. Pilsners and lagers, a lot of times, are going to be a little bit. I mean, the malt character is less defined. Kind of takes a bat seat to the hops. Ales, a lot of times, they're going to have a maltier, like a little bit sweeter supporting body. Golden ales are known for being a little bit drier. Yeah, um, that's how this they, one exactly is because they're lighter, so they're known for being a little drier than their. Uh, you know, they're amber and 
and brown counterparts. But it's, I was just curious. Um, I had never heard it put that way. So, like, I know, you know, me being beer judge, Dan being beer sales, you kind of being a little bit more casual. I like I hadn't heard that before. I wanted to dig into it a little bit. So, thank you. Oh, I have a nail that tastes like a lager. Um, yeah, I mean, the only difference between lager and ale typically is fermentation temps. Lagers are a little bit cleaner. Um, so I mean, a lot of people between a gold nail or like a lager are not gonna tell a lot of a difference, honestly. So, Dan, sipping on gin and juice, sipping on some gin and juice again. Yeah, I, I am drinking the gin and juice mix cocktails, craft cocktails from Dre and Snoop themselves. This is the passion fruit flavor, 5.9%. It's made with real juice, passion fruit, pineapple, ginger, and other natural flavors. Uh, it, it literally tastes what it should be. It's it's refreshing. It's clean. The passion fruit really shines through. You don't get much gin taste of it at all. It's kind of like drink, you know, drinking a more flavorful seltzer. Um, yeah, when you see these, if it's not what it's supposed to be, then they're doing it wrong. And 95% of these, if not higher, are basically making what the can says. So it's not, not not a whole lot to break down. But uh, you you don't see a lot of gin cocktails, especially out in the market to this size. So not bad on them to, to you know, get away from the vodka base and now the very popular tequila-based ones. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. All right. And with that, that is our show. Hell yeah. Told you, Hell be, yeah. told you it'd be a quick one. Uh, what are we doing next week? Oh, combine reaction. Combine so, reaction. Well, since they probably combine reaction. <laughs> yeah, so we'll actually have data to break this one down. So, um, yeah, we'll jump into that next week. And until then, take care. See ya. Bye. Bye.